0: Hi there, and welcome back to Music Therapy and Beyond. My name is Alyssa, and today we're gonna be piggybacking on last week's discussion about caring for our mental health. I'm gonna be talking about some strategies for how to set aside your work at the end of the day, kind of why that's important. And I wanna give you some practical tools that you could start using even today to build a practice of putting work away in a healthy and mindful way each and every day, but especially on those hard days. So let's get to it. Now, a lot of what we're going to be talking about today really can apply to anyone. All of the strategies that I'm going to share can be for any professional, but I want to speak specifically to us music therapists. Frequently, we carry heavy emotional loads, and we are often in really difficult situations with people. We see hard things. We hear hard things, and since we are often empathizing with those we work with, we find ourselves in situations that are hard to emotionally set aside. This can and frequently does result in vicarious trauma, and over time, this can actually make it difficult for us personally and professionally to carry out our work, which can cause us to become burned out, emotionally removed, and in severe cases, uncaring towards our clients or even. Um, we might find ourselves projecting onto them the trauma that we are holding onto. Now, that's not to say that vicarious trauma is cured by the strategies that I'm going to give you, but this is just a small step on a journey towards tending to your mental health and putting in place um, practices that support that. Now the practice of putting away our work before leaving for the day is a vital practice in order to maintain a work-life boundary and protect the sacred spaces of our home, our family, our hobbies, and protect the mental space that we need to be healthy in other areas of our life. Now, this doesn't just apply to the emotional component of work. Maybe you're someone who finds it hard to just stop working because you're excited about a client or having, uh, maybe you have a big project coming up or just have a long to-do list. Maybe your job requires time from you on the weekends, or maybe you don't have time to document in the office, so you have to do it at home. If you find yourself bringing work home, then this idea of setting it aside is even more important to create a space and a boundary around the work in your home. There are many things that you may find you need to establish a practice of putting things away. Now, when I think about how to leave work at work, there are kind of three different processing needs that I think about, and it takes some intentional self-awareness to determine what container the thing you're putting away belongs in. So the three ways that I kind of think about how you might need to, to put work away is uh one, let it out. Two, um, I call this do not open. And three, think it through. So let's kind of break these down one by one. The first one, let it out. This is when you need to tell someone safe, a supervisor, a coworker, your therapist. Most likely, this is someone that is within your professional space. Now, maybe depending on what it is, maybe this is a friend or a loved one. But of course, being mindful of how what you're sharing may affect them. And of course, in accordance with HIPAA. Um, But this is when something happens and maybe you're angry or overwhelmed and just need to vent or process out loud appropriately. Two, I'm calling this do not open. This is the category that things go in when you don't have the time or capacity or security to process something. Maybe you are too overwhelmed or too upset and you know that at six o'clock on a Friday evening, you just can't open that Pandora's box because you don't have the time to unpack, organize, and put away before the weekend, before you need to go on to your next thing. Or maybe this is a project that you just know if you start working on, you will get too sucked in and not be able to stop and you need to go to your next commitment or go home to your family. And then finally, the third category, think it through. Sometimes something happens that in the moment we aren't able to process um, or maybe even wrap our brains around what we are experiencing. Maybe it's something that you need to take a few minutes to replay in your mind, to understand or to remember before you leave that headspace. Maybe this is right after a productive meeting and you have a lot of ideas or after a phone call. Maybe before you feel settled or feel like you can wrap your mind around something, you just need to think about it or write some things down to kind of complete the thought and feel finished with the thought before you move on. The purpose of considering these different categories of kind of what what you need to do With whatever it is that you need to put away, is to be mindful of where you are at with the thing that you're trying to put away um, and what type of container it needs to go in. You may risk not being able to put it away or even perpetuating the harm if it was something stressful. If you open up something that needs to be a do not open, or maybe you're spending time thinking it through and you find yourself ruminating on it when you need to just tell someone and let it out and then close the tab on that thought. Or maybe you're telling someone and you're not able to think it through and it's actually not helpful for you to talk about it or respectful of that other person's time. It's important to understand first how you need to pack it up before you can, and as I have taken to saying, um, before you can set it down and walk on. This often depends on our level of emotional or trauma activation and how regulated or dysregulated we are, even how tired we are. So there are a lot of factors that go into this, and that is just a little bit of um, personal homework that I would encourage you to take some time thinking about as you go about your week and each of your days, kind of consider what it is and how you need to put it away. Hi there, listeners. I'm dropping in to ask if you've heard about our exciting announcement. Music Therapy and Beyond has launched a totally new website to house all things music therapy and beyond. Check it out at musictherapyandbeyond.com. Now back to the episode. So now, once you've determined what container you need to put it in to process the thing, whatever, (laughs) whatever the thing is the work is that you need to set aside. Let's talk about some actions that you can take to make a routine or ritual to signify a closing of a task or the day. Now there are three sides to this process: um, at work before you leave, the time between home and work, and at home when you get there. Sometimes we need a ritual on one or all sides but let's start with the at work side of putting work away you can write it down and this can look like a lot of different things this could be bullet points this could be kind of popcorn words if you can't complete thoughts but you feel like you need to get it out onto paper it could just be the first words that come to mind this might be post-its for you or making a a list Maybe a to-do list for the next day. So first thing you can do, write it down and then close the thought. Two, tidy your desk. Take just one or two minutes to kind of put things away. Maybe wipe it down, sanitize everything to just feel productive and clean and closed. Something else you could do is say a mantra as you close your computer for the day. It could be short and sweet, it could be long, Um, it could be a thought, a prayer, whatever you need it to be to signify every single day, say the same thing, every single day to signify to your brain, oh, it's time, we're done. Another thing you could do is take an intentional moment to just take some deep breaths. We've talked at length um, on our podcast in various ways about the power of breath. And this is something that um, we're going to continue to talk about because it's so simple, but it's so powerful to regulate your system and to deactivate your stress response. So even if that's for one minute, take some deep breaths. If you are an Apple Watch user, use the mindfulness tool and it will literally help lead you through some deep breathing exercises and you can set how long you want to do that for. It doesn't have to be a long thing. It does not have to be complicated, but just take some breaths. Another thing you could do is find one final small task to complete. That could be taking out the trash. That could be watering a plant. Refill the printer paper, etc. Sharpen some pencils or colored pencils or something small, but a simple close-ended task that you can complete to kind of end the um, productive cycle of your brain for the day. The next one is more of a um, kind of an imagery exercise or um, kind of a thought exercise, but lock your work inside when you lock your office door. So if you think about your door kind of being a boundary and there being a threshold to your office, trap or keep all of your work thoughts and your work maybe worries or stresses um, inside your door and let that door kind of signify a mental threshold that you are crossing at the end of the day. And last but not least, silence notifications. Turn on that do not disturb, especially on weekends and vacation. Um, mute your group me or that group chat. Um, you can do that now, especially an iPhone. There's a lot of ways that you can customize when you get notifications for things. But silence those notifications and on your way out the door, you're not going to look at work emails, you're not going to look at work messages um, until you clock in the next day. Okay, now let's jump over to the at-home side. This is especially important, like I said, if you're working from home. Um, obviously, a lot of us have had experience with that over the last uh, couple years at this point, And some of us are just doing it more permanently. So, finding those boundaries within your home are even more important. But here are some strategies that anybody can do at home after work. One, change your clothes. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like the the act of taking off what you've been in all day that you've stressed in, that you've worked in, it's probably dirty anyways, um, but taking that off, putting it away, and then putting on something clean does wonders for um, my, my headspace. Two, put on some slippers or some socks, um, something cozy. Could be a sweatshirt, could be a blanket. Three, if you have long hair, put your hair up or let it down. Um, Kind of the opposite of what you've been working in to switch it up. Next, do a restorative yoga pose or a short flow. This could be something as simple as a shavasana pose or maybe um, a quick little twist and stretch or some um, poses that are good for deep breathing or kind of deactivating your vagus nerve. Response. Next, simply sit outside in the fresh air, especially if you've been inside all day, especially if you don't work near windows. Um, This is huge. Let nature kind of just wash over you, even for five minutes. Along that line, you could also go for a short or a long walk. Um, This is a great way to kind of let your mind start to unwind for the day, Um, let it wander. As your feet kind of wander, this can also be greatly regulating for your senses. Um, You could even turn this into a sensory awareness walk and really tune into your environment, tune into your body, um, and kind of get out of the, um, the headspace of work. Next, sit in silence or in the dark. I am aware that I am really sensitive to lights and sounds and smells. So doing some sensory deprivation at the end of the day can, and even throughout the day, I might add, can be uh, really valuable for myself. And so for you, if you have had a busy day, if maybe your clients have been um, touching you a lot or the environment has been really loud, giving your um, senses a break is huge. They need that reset. They need that time to just kind of chill out for a minute. So that could be sitting in your bathtub for five minutes with the door closed or just laying on your bed in the dark, in total quiet for five minutes can be um, a great reset for your your whole body system. Next, get a long hug from your loved one, whoever that is. Um, if you have the opportunity to just get some... Um, some warmth and some compression and some skin-to-skin contact, that is, is so good for humans to get hugs. <laughs> so get a long one. Pet or play with your pet. There's tons of research on how beneficial this is and they will love you for it too. Next, and this kind of goes along with uh, changing your clothes or putting on something cozy, uh, take a shower the warmth of a shower can be uh, good for your system. It can be um, relaxing. And if you've had a long day, you've been around a lot of people, it's just good to feel clean and let the water kind of just symbolically wash off the day. Next, brew some tea. Maybe this is relaxing tea. Maybe this is a a rejuvenating tea blend. If you're a tea drinker, um, just Brew a nice cup of tea. Next, play an instrument or don't play an instrument. If you are overwhelmed, um, and this is something that I think we often overlook, give yourself permission to not feel like you have to use music. At the end of the day, because sometimes it is just too much, especially if you've been doing that all day long. Um. And I think we definitely can begin to feel guilty when we want to put some boundaries around that, but it is totally fair. And I would say we'll actually protect our relationship with music if we're not forcing ourselves to play or sing or listen when our body is telling us, no, I need a break. But if you find yourself greatly rejuvenated by playing an instrument for you and claiming that time that you have with music, then do that. You know what you need, be in tune with yourself and listen to what your body is telling you. Last but not least, this is one that I mentioned to do at work, Um, but say a mantra. Like I said, could be short and sweet, like my work today is done or what is left will be for tomorrow. Something along those lines. You can make it up, you can look it up, um, but whatever works for you, do that. Now, I would be totally remiss Without talking about a really important and often overlooked transition between these two places, that would be your commute. I love to drive, and I love my car, um, and I love car time. So this is something that I find to be especially valuable Car time and your commute may also be one of the only spaces in your daily routine that you have totally to yourself. And maybe you don't have a commute totally to yourself. um, And that's okay too. That's why we have strategies for all sides of this transition out of work. But if you do have your commute to yourself, maybe this is your golden little window of 5, 10, 15, 30 minutes that you have to check out of work, check in with yourself before you transition home and set everything aside. So one idea for your commute is to use this place, this bubble, this space to scream and say all the things that you can't say to who you want to say it to say what you wished you'd said, say the bad words, scream, cry. Use this private bubble as a place to let it out. Sometimes um, your body just needs to cry and express anger and use your voice to do that. Use your car for that. It's a great way to do that. It's a great place to do that. Use this time for you. Don't schedule work calls. Listen to your favorite podcasts. Listen to your favorite music. Maybe even make a fun playlist. Have a car snack to look forward to. Make it fun. Make it yours and totally own your space. It's your commute. It's your time. And if your job does not require you to use that time for anything else, don't. Simply uh, make a boundary there and say, nope, when I'm driving, that's my time. Next, match your commute time with the time that you need to relax. Now, this is an idea that came from lifehack.org, and I am going to be sharing some resources with you um, for even more ideas in the show notes. But I thought this was a great idea that was worth mentioning uh, to you directly. Take the scenic route, stop for coffee, but never hurry home and arrive more stressed than when you left work. So, match your commute time with the time that you need to relax. Next, if you use public transportation, use this as an opportunity to do some sensory scavenger hunts or take note of what you see, hear, smell, and feel. Use your train or bus ride as time to work on a creative project like drawing or knitting. Again, make a playlist. Maybe do something fun or creative in that time when you don't have to be. Focused on driving. Along those lines, consider how you can make a routine. Maybe sit in the same seat, listen to the same song while you wait for your bus, eat the same snack, stand on the same tile in the station. Having consistency can also be regulating and grounding if you kind of have an anchor point that you come back to every single time. I mentioned this earlier, and this is truly relevant for all sides of setting aside work, um, but breathe. Recently, I found a random song on a spa playlist um, because words in music were just feeling like way too much at that moment. And there was a really cool ambient piece. And I just synced my breathing to the swells in the music. And by the time I got home, I was in a totally different mental place than when I left work. So. Maybe check out some ambient playlists or something um, really calming and simple and use that as a way to regulate your breath. Along those lines, again, make a playlist, but this time um, think of it as kind of an ISO principle playlist for maybe when you need to deactivate and start with something like ambient breathing or end your playlist with something like ambient breathing. This could just be enough songs for your commute and this could be like your daily wind down playlist. You know what you need, and if you don't, try some um, different kinds of music until you find it. Uh, Spotify has a whole category for wellness music, so I would encourage you to check it out just as a starting point, but maybe play around with it, experiment with it a little bit, and make multiple playlists depending on what you need. So to recap, we've identified three categories of how um, maybe you need to deal with something um, as well as a bunch of ideas for all sides of the transition between work and home. If you're like me and need to see things written down or you just love lists as much as I do, you are in luck. I'm going to share a principal resource for you to keep track of all of these ideas. Spend some time thinking about what you need, where you need it, and pick out one or more things to try to build some mindfulness around putting work aside at the end of the day. Your heart, mind, and body will thank you, not to mention your family and loved ones at home. The key to making a difference is consistency. I think that humans have a natural habit of taking the emotional and mental load home with us um, because it's stored in our body in our brain, in our mind, in our heart space, which is only mitigated by creating a habit of leaving it at work. Um, A silly example to illustrate what I'm getting at is I used to have a really bad habit of setting my keys down in random places and was always scrambling to find them in a backpack here or a coat pocket there. I now have a designated hook for them and every day I hang them there. No stress. I always know where to go to find them when I need them. It's the same thing. Our work stresses, thoughts, and worries need a container to live in so that when it's time, we can pick them up. Make a home for them. Just like we talked about last week with making an intentional habit of tending to your mental health, make a small routine of setting it aside as you transition home each and every day. It is as important as checking your email But a small and even non-time-consuming ritual can create healthy boundaries for your work and your life that will prove deeply rewarding in time. I've linked some additional resources in the show notes, like I mentioned, including a previous episode of the podcast where Elizabeth talked about trauma stewardship and touches on some of what we've been talking about today. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I want to encourage you to check it out as a companion to today's episode. I've given you a lot to think about and a lot to try. So spend a little bit of time checking in with yourself and maybe identifying an area where you can embed a ritual of setting work aside before you go home. You need it, your heart and mind need it, and your sacred spaces at home need it too. Be well. We'll see you next time. For resources and all our show notes, head to our website, musictherapyandbeyond.com. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at musictherapyandbeyond to stay up to date on all of the latest announcements and resources.